Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 245, which we are recording on Friday, May 21st, 2021. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's my father's birthday today. It seems like we often record on significant days <laughs> on my calendar. And also, it's been an exciting week, so we'll be sharing bits and pieces of that. So what are you wearing? I am wearing right now, and I am actually wearing my it's beacon sweater. <laughs> Thank it's gorgeous. You. That's the bunny yarn, right? This is the bunny yarn. I can see the halo because there's sunshine <laughs> behind Charlene, so I can see this perfect halo on her beautiful beacon. Yeah, and actually, now that you've mentioned there's sunshine behind me, I just want to mention this is actually the first time we have ever recorded an episode this early in the morning. Yeah, it's 8.30 our time approximately. Yeah. And it's Friday, which is late in the week for us, which is part of the exciting week. So I need today to edit. Yes, and we just need to get the episode recorded and get to work on it so that we can get it out to you, our Yay. lovely oh. listeners. <laughs> and speaking of that, before I forget, sorry to interrupt what you're wearing, Handsome Fibers is having a 15% off sale through Monday. So if you happen to listen to this over the weekend, they're having a 15% off sale and they have great knitting needles. They do. I often buy my interchangeable tips there because they always seem to be in stock. Yep. And cables and all. Yes. If, you're, if you need some needles, hit them up. So back to Beacon. <laughs> back to Beacon. Beacon is a... Dolman style batwing sweater by Shelly Anderson. And Gail mentioned the bunny yarn that I used, which is Onling number one. It is, let's see if I can scroll up here. I wanted to give the percentages right. It is 75% merino, 25% angora. So it does have a really nice little halo going to it. And We've had a bit of a cold spell and a lot of wind, so I have been back in sweaters again, which is nice Yay. And, and very unusual in May to be able to wear the heavier sweaters that I've been wearing, mm -hmm. but it has been chilly. So how about you? What are you wearing? I am wearing my fluffy pink bathrobe because as we said, it's 8.30 <laughs> in the morning. Normally I would be dressed by now, but... I spent last night sleeping on my couch with our eight-week-old puppy, Leroy. So we picked him up yesterday. He slept kind of in little spurts throughout the night, but most of the night he spent chewing on my face and my fingers, and he was trying to eat the hand-knit blanket, and it was an exciting, eventful night. So I'm not exactly well-rested, but we're very excited to have a new member of the family, Lucy, our seven-year-old Black Lab, is not adjusting very well yet, which we anticipated. She's not a super mm, social dog, let's put it that way, but she will adapt. It's been less than 24 hours, so we have to give her all the love and make sure she knows that she's still the favorite. So <laughs> I'm in a bathrobe instead of hand knits, but... Hopefully later today, I too will be wearing some sort of sweater, <laughs> I hope, or maybe not because our friend Alex under Dutch skies, she commented that she didn't wear hand knits for a while with her new puppy. And now oh. I remember why. Yeah. They shred things. Yeah. So I might not be wearing sweaters for a while, you guys. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> so what have you been stalking? All right. I am stalking a pattern that is not brand new, but is new to me from Hinternstein. And Hinternstein is the designer of the capital hat, which many of us knit several months ago, and also the Holy Comfort cardigan sweater that I knit a couple years ago now, I guess. And I really love that sweater. And so, my big sister cardigan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So Beyond the Dunes is a summer short sleeve top. Maybe a, it might be classified as a tee. I guess on Ravelry, they have a category called tops, and then there's an arrow and it points to tee. So I guess tee is the subcategory of tops. But the Beyond the Dunes 
is dolman sleeved, so the sleeves grow out of the same piece of fabric, but unlike the beacon, it is not bat wing. So not all dolman sleeves are bat wing. Just wanted to clarify that <laughs> because sometimes people use those terms interchangeably, I think. But I think dolman is just the style where the sleeve grows out of the fabric that the body is made in. So this is not a bat wing t-shirt. It is, let's see, there is, a, so imagine a t-shirt. This one has patterning from the neck edge down to down along the top of the shoulder edge to the end of the short sleeve. The neckline is knit in a garter stitch with a little opening in the back, which is really cute. So you, looks like you knit the neckline back and forth instead of knitting the neckline in the round. And then there's a little button closure for the back, which I thought was a really nice little feature. Cute. Yeah. And it's knit in a DK weight linen cotton blend. And of course I want to knit it in fingering, although I have no idea what yarn I would use at this point. It's just always where my mind goes that I want to use the lighter yarn. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, and the pattern was released exactly a year ago. It was was released during the pandemic. Well, I guess we're still living through the pandemic, but it was released back in the beginning of the pandemic, I should say, in May of 2020, which might be why I totally missed it last season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the sizes range from 36 inches to 53 inches. And I really like it. It's one of it's something that I think I would knit right away if I could figure out what yarn I could use. And I was chatting with Gail about this a little bit before we started recording. I'm just in a place right now where I'm completely uninspired by yarns. I haven't been able to look at yarn beyond what we have at our little shop in town here I'm just suffering from I guess yarn on we a little bit too I need some inspiration and I need to see some new things yeah <laughs> so I don't know what I would use to work this one yet but I quite like it Beyond the Dunes by Hintermstein and then the second one is something that I just thought was really adorable it's called Pantlets, and it's by Lisa Chemery, and they're diaper soakers. I, I guess that's what you call them, diaper covers. They're for newborns through three-year-olds, and they're these basically tiny little shorts, and you wear them over diapers, and it's got a little drawstring waist, and it's got these little tiny short legs, they're just so adorable. So, <laughs> so adorable. And it's just something new to knit for babies. A lot of us, when there's a baby, we knit a hat. So this pattern, for example, the newborn size only takes 150 yards of sport weight yarn. The three-year-old size only takes 275 yards so it's another idea for a baby gift, I think. They're, they're just really, really cute. I don't often notice things for babies, but this one just caught my eye. Very, very sweet. <laughs> and that's how Kim and Heather, Western Sky Knits, got to be, that's how they became friends was by knitting soakers. Yeah. They I had think, that whole soaker community. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Pretty cool. Exactly. So it's very basic. And as I said, very cute. So Pantlets by Lisa Chemery. And then the third thing I am stocking is another blanket. Not that I'm going to cast on another blanket at this moment, but I do kind of keep my eye on blankets right now. This one is from Pearl Soho. It's not a new pattern. It was published back in June of 2016, and it is called Colorful Wedges Baby Blanket. So imagine, if you will, 
triangles, triangle shapes, and one of the straight sides of the triangle aligns with the the two sides of the blanket, and the triangle stretches all the way across, and then alternating a triangle from the other side comes all the way across. So you basically have these what, what looks like wedges. If you look at the edge of the blanket, you have big side of a triangle and then a little point, big side of a little triangle and then a point, and it just goes down. So you have alternating triangles or alternating wedges. And the name comes colorful wedges because one side of the blanket, their sample is just all one solid color. And then the other side of the blanket is done in brights. So you definitely have alternating, you have alternating shapes and then alternating colors as well. It's really cute. And then I, I don't know how it's knit. I haven't looked at the pattern. It is a free pattern. And yeah, basically, let's see, 30 inches wide by 30 inches wide, one size, knit in sport weight, and it takes a thousand yards. So there's another gift idea. <laughs> now, didn't someone knit that in the blanket along thread? Oh, they might have. Maybe that's so. where they I saw it. Neutrals. I think it was gray, like a light gray and a dark gray, maybe. That because could the be. mom had a neutral nursery or something. That could really be because pretty. I wasn't sure where I had seen it. But when I was looking for things that I was stocking, this one showed up in patterns that I had looked at. So that could be where I got the link from originally. So Colorful Wedges Baby Blanket by Pearl Soho. What are you stocking, Gail? Well, I'm surprised you didn't mention the new Hohe sweater. Well, you know, I did my show notes before I saw the sweater. So I stuck <laughs> to the plan because I also figured that you would mention it. <laughs> well, I'm only going to mention that it just came out yesterday. It's called Long Summer Cardigan by Hohe, and it's an open front, fingering weight, long sweater that Charlene and I both instantly fell in love with and are looking through our stashes and other yarn sources for ideas. And I was thinking when we go to see Stephanie in San Francisco next month, we definitely need to stop at some yarn stores. That's a good plan. Yeah, field trip. So other things that I was stocking prior to that, there's a new pattern called Float by the designer Dawn Barker. And the pattern of hers that I saw first is Calico. They're both very similar. They're both fingering weight wraps and they're using the planned pooling technique. So if you lay a hank of yarn out flat, if it's hand dyed, I think it's mostly hand dyed yarns. I don't know if commercial yarns do this, but some of them will have about a quarter to a third of the hank that's dyed in a different color. And then the remaining part of the hank is all in one color. Well, it's Scans like this you can use for planned pooling. So what she did is she made a design, and calico is a triangle. I think float might be a rectangle, but I'm not certain. And she uses baubles in the colored sections of the yarn. So the end product looks like one color with these kind of irregular polka dots in bobble stitches of the colored sections of the yarn, or the contrasting color sections of the yarn. And it looks so cool. It's it, really, really neat. It's very cool. Do you remember I stocked float two two or three episodes ago? You did? Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I don't remember that at all. That's how brain dead I've been lately. Uh two forty two I talked about float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was obviously paying really close attention. <laughs> I instantly pulled out all my yarn and I have a skein of Western Sky Knits that is, you're going to love this, it's a light pink sparkly base and then it has sections of lighter kind of speckles in exactly the right ratio to do this. Yeah, I think I might have said that too when I stocked it that I thought Kim had some yarns that were dyed in the same kind of proportion. Yeah, so... so Definitely, yeah. I think it would work. The only problem is Calico calls for two skeins, and uh -huh. I only have one. So I have to, I'm going to ping Kim and see if she's dying anything else yeah. like that because yeah. it's really cute. I would love to start Calico. So Calico was the first thing on my list. 
The second is a pattern that hasn't been released yet. It's called the Sea Glass Tea by Wool and Pine, which are the designers of the Sorrel, which we've both knit. And this one is a one-by-one colorwork sweater using fingering weight scraps. And it's really cool. It has like almost a woven look to it. And some of the samples are very colorful. Some are all done in like the same color tones, like all blues or all turquoises kind of thing. It's really pretty. And it's a circular yoke top down sweater. It's a short sleeve in the sample. It has positive ease and it just looks very comfortable and much different from any other color work I've ever done. But the idea of doing one by one color work for a whole sweater isn't that appealing. So I don't know I if I would actually sure. knit it. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that either. It, it looks really cool and I love the idea of it. I love the idea of how everybody's fabric is going to be completely different, yes. so personalized, and how you can mix the colors. I, I love the idea of it, but I think I will have to see a little bit more about how it's done. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you on that. That or I was even thinking you could do slip stitches instead of color work. Maybe. Yeah. That would be a little faster. Yeah. Maybe. And the other thing I was wondering is how thick the fabric yeah. ends up being for an entire t-shirt. Is it going to be stranded? I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't own the pattern, so I can't, I can't speak to the technique but I am curious. Yeah. And I don't knit tops anyway. So I would do it as a sweater and not just a t-shirt, but I totally oh, see where you're going with okay. that. Yeah. That would work. I, I, hmm, okay. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. And then I have one more on my stocking list. It's called Tofton and it's the women's version. There's both a men's and a women's and it's by the West Strand Sisters and they this pattern is included in a book from Yarbo. Yarbo is a Swedish, I believe, yarn company. And our friend Barbara, who is a frequent member in our group on Ravelry, she works for them. And she worked, she started working for them fairly recently. And I'd never heard of Yarbo prior to that. Of course, now that I recognize the name, I see their advertisements and things on Ravelry quite often. Hmm. And they have many, many different yarn lines. And this particular sweater is knit in their worsted let lopey yarn. It's a bottom-up turtleneck sweater, and it has cables along the side and on the raglan shaping. And it also has I-cord edging. And the description says something to the effect of the perfect sweater to pull on for a hike. And she's out in the forest, and it does just look like your classic kind of alpine sweater it's just lovely it's very pretty and i think the name of it is where the sister's grandfather grew up or something like that so it really is two sisters who designed together so the book i think has nine different patterns and most of them have a men's and a women's version of the sweater so pretty cool patterns i would recommend checking out the book it's pretty Cool. cool All right. What have you been knitting? Two things, and they are both things that I have had on the needles. So really, my knitting segment is not that exciting this week. I have been going through a period of knitting on we, as we have talked about. And I was telling Gail, I think it all started when I got my second COVID vaccine, because It left me feeling a little lethargic, and it left my hands very, very sore and muscle achy for at least a week. And I just haven't picked up steam since then, so I am still working on my on-the-porch blanket, which is going to be a long-term project anyway. I'm, I'm completely fine with letting that one somewhat take the background and it can be my background project to work on for most of the spring and summer. I'm good with that. 
And then the leaf bird card again, I have finally picked up again. I've finished all of the five diamond patterns on the back with the mohair. Is it beautiful? It really is. It really is. And I am knitting, I think it's the left front now. It's really very basic construction. Rectangles for the back. Looks like just a rectangle for the front. We cast on stitches at the at the top for a sleeve hole and the sleeve is knit straight down from where I pick up along the edge of the back. So very, very basic because it's very oversized and drapey. So I'm definitely looking forward to finishing this one. That is Leaf Bird and that's by Yamagara. Yay. So those are the only two things I am working on. What are you knitting, Gail? I'm working on my hoodie shawl cardigan oh, yay. by Suzanne Summer. And I don't know if you can tell, Charlene, the light in my closet is pretty bad. But I have knit the shawl portion. So let me start with how this is constructed. It's constructed as if it's a top-down triangular shawl. So you do, I don't remember if it's a garter tab cast on. I think it might be. And then you knit as if it's a triangular shawl with a center spine and you're increasing regularly and pretty dramatically. And it's striped in two colors. So I've striped it in a gold and a burgundyish purple from Western Sky Knits. It's her wool silk blend, which I can't remember the name of at the moment. And once you have started that triangle, you then place some markers and start casting on individual stitches that grow into the raglan shaping, if you would call it raglan shaping, kind of, and the sides. So then you're increasing at more regular spots than just as if it's a triangular shawl. And once you get to a certain point of depth, in that triangular section, that's all garter stitch. Then you put those stitches on, well, you separate for the sleeves and you put the sleeves on waist yarn. And then in the third color, you start knitting short rows. So at short rows that fill in the gap of the triangle. So the triangle, the short sides on the front and the long triangular edges on the back, the center of your back, and you fill in to make it all one length on your body with the third color. And the third color I'm using is Madeline Tosh Telegraph Wire. And Charlene, I don't know if you can see, probably can't tell on this light. It's a light gray and it has specks and little spots of gold that match perfectly with the gold in the yarn. One of my two other colors. that's, That's so cool. It's really pretty. It looks really, really pretty. And the short rows are fun. You do the right side first and you work your way in towards that triangle. And then once it's even with the bottom of the triangle in your third color, you go all the way across to the left side and you start doing short rows to fill in the left side. So I'm about a third of the way through the left side. And then I'll start to just knit back and forth for the body. And this one has... You do the hood when the body's done. You pick up for the hood and then you knit the hood and then you do an edging all the way around the entire sweater like Laika. So that will be an interesting, lots of needles involved (laughs) edging. And then you do an I-cord bind off on the end. So yeah, I have a ways to go, but it's really fun knitting so far. Love how the three yarns are playing together. It's relatively mindless, and it's just been a fun knit so far. I'm really enjoying it. That's great, because I know how long you have wanted to make this sweater, (laughs) and I know this is your second start on it, so I'm happy that it's working out. Yeah, and I'm thinking, so the reason that I abandoned it the first time was I was worried that the fronts weren't going to overlap or connect, and that was when I wasn't really wearing open front sweaters unless they buttoned, closed, or overlapped a lot. And I think what I'm going to do is go up a needle size here and there, like I've done with other sweaters, to kind Mm -hmm. of make the bottom a little roomier. Mm -hmm. 
So that's my plan with this one, and we'll see. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Hoodie Shawl Cardigan by Suzanne Summer. And the other thing I'm knitting, this is going to be a shock, the Vintage Fairy Light Socks by Helen Stewart. Yay! <laughs> I don't know what inspired me to cast on a pair of socks, but I just was bitten by a bug that said, you must do it now. So I grabbed a skein of gift yarn, Emma's Yarns Beautifully Basic, and that was a gift from our friend Robbie, boxy sweater gal. And we were watching TV one night and I hand wound it as we were watching TV and I cast on that night. And I think I knit probably four rounds of ribbing that night and then didn't touch it for a week. <laughs> and then we actually went to Yosemite this week. Mike and I and Max and his friend joined us and I knit on that in the car a little bit. So while I was looking at the beautiful landscape that is Yosemite, I was knitting a little bit in the car. So I think I'm almost done with the ribbing on one sock. That's as far as I've proceeded. So these will be a long-term yeah. project. But yeah. the nice thing about this one is that Helen Stewart's patterns, as we've mentioned before, are written on what she calls a percentage checklist. So she literally writes out every row of the pattern. So it will be very easy for me to set it down and pick it back up and not get lost. Definitely. So Definitely. if it was any other sock pattern, I don't know if I would be as daring as to just set it down <laughs> and pick it back up frequently. But with this one, I'm not worried about it. I know that it'll be easy to follow and I won't get lost. And it doesn't look like a complicated pattern anyway. So cool. okay. Yeah. Vintage Fairy Light Socks by Helen Stewart. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this month, Western Sky Knits. We at Western Sky Knits are working from the studio until we can see you again at Fiber Events. We're looking forward to once again being inspired by your beautiful projects and providing inspiring yarns in return. Until then, our website is open for business, where you'll find our gorgeous hand-dyed yarns, including brights, speckles, and tonals in a huge selection of yarn bases. We have our Super Soft Merino 17 in worsted, DK, and fingering, Magnolia Sock, our Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend, we have a beautiful mohair silk lace blend, and we never run out of different blends to try from Kim. <laughs> One of our newest offerings is Zebra, a soft 100% superwash merino fingering weight yarn. Zebra is a two-ply yarn with a touch of black merino thrown in. So if you can picture spinning a ply, maybe you're spinning along and grab a handful of black merino occasionally, so you get this really cool zebra effect in the yarn. Charlene and I haven't tried it yet, but we're looking forward to it. And there are lots of colorwork patterns right now where you can actually use a skein of yarn like that. Mm -hmm. Makes a really cool contrast yeah. in the colorwork. Yeah. So that's an idea for that. Anyways, if you're looking for U.S. homegrown wool, we'll soon be stocking a locally grown wool from Bear Ranch, which is just down the road from our studio. Currently in the process of being spun, we'll have more details on this new base soon. Visit wsknits.com to see our fun zebra base and everything else in stock. Thanks, Kim. And everybody better get there before I do to find that planned pooling colorway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what have you finished? So I haven't finished anything. But Gail, what have you finished? I have two finishes. So I'm very, very, very excited by this one. I finished my Susurus sweater by Hohe finally. Yay! Yeah, finally. I think I cast it on about a year ago, and it's finally done. So if you remember the saga of my Susurus, I finished the bottom in a split high-low hem the first time, and it didn't look very flattering. Mm -hmm. So I decided, okay, I'm going to rip that out and do just a split hem. Well, that also didn't look very flattering. So I kind of <laughs> put the whole sweater on timeout and was a little frustrated. And then I decided, well, I should probably just follow the pattern the way Hohe wrote it and just do a ribbing bottom and see, and it's perfect. So every time I question one of her patterns, I, I, I just follow it to the letter and then it's perfect. This one, I should have known better. And Susurus, let's see. So I had to finish the bottom. And then I had to finish the second sleeve. So there really wasn't much left to do. And it didn't take me very long once I finally pulled it back out of hibernation, found the needles, found the yarn. They were all scattered everywhere. So it was a little bit of just organizational hurdle to overcome. 
But from those of you who probably remember Charlene knitting it more recently, it's a striped sweater, circular yoke, top down, and the stripes are done with fingering in a lace weight pattern, or sorry, in a lace pattern, and then a lace weight yarn in stockinette. So there's a difference in color and a difference in texture and a difference in the the actual content of what you're knitting with. Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting sweater. It's very pretty. I love the end result. I used a medium gray mohair silk from Neighborhood Fiber Company, and I used a beautiful blue from Uncommon Thread that I've had in stash for probably close to 10 years. So I still have a lot of that left. It doesn't use that much of the fingering weight yarn, but I think it used about exactly 100 or 800 yards of the mohair, somewhere around there. It was two skeins, I think, of the Neighborhood Fiber Company, and they're a different put up. So yeah, it's finally done after all this time. I love it. It's really pretty. I've woven in almost all the ends and I need to block it, but I've tried it on several times and I really like it. So that's Susurus by Hohi Locatelli. And I also finished the Dotty Beanie by Stephanie Jessica Lau. And I used Studio Donegal Soft Donegal for that hat. Not in love with the yarn necessarily. It's pretty rustic and I wouldn't call it next to skin soft, but it is very cool in texture. It has a lot of, you know, Donegal neps, maybe they're called, but it has a lot of texture to it. It's a two-ply yarn, so it's mm -hmm. not super dense, I wouldn't say, but it's, the hat is really nice. It'll keep someone's head really warm. The pattern was very easy to follow. It's a free pattern, and I really enjoyed it. It's Good. the hat version of the sweater I knit for Josie last year. So I recommend her patterns very highly. Awesome. And that's it. Okay. That's it. Just just a sweater and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and today we wanted to talk a little bit about knitting and the pandemic 15, meaning the 15 average pounds people have gained since the pandemic started. And Susurus was kind of on a timeout throughout this whole year related to my weight gain over the course of the last year plus. And if anyone has stalked my patterns recently and noticed that a lot of my finishes in the last year don't have pictures to go with them, that also is related to that <laughs> extra weight gain because I'm not feeling real happy in most of my clothes lately and most of my sweaters. And when I try them on with you know, what am I going to, you know, fashion it with for a picture? I just, nothing ever feels good. So hmm. Charlene and I talked about it and I said, you know, we're kind of, we have those quote, real unquote segments occasionally <laughs> where we talk about real life as it relates to knitting. And this one just felt timely. This And this is real life. This is it's what many life. people are facing right now. It's yeah. just a reality of many of us being less active for the past year enforced less activity of course yeah something that was unforeseen we couldn't have planned for it so we have to just go on from here <laughs> we're gonna face that elephant in yes. the room as they say and just say okay let's just deal with this thing yeah so in general like i said i'm not super happy with how my clothes fit so what am i going to do about it Am I going to sit around and mope? Well, yeah, I did that and it didn't really help anything. <laughs> so besides all the other lifestyle changes that I should make to make my clothes fit again, what about the things we're going to do with the clothes we have? So Charlene actually came up with some really great talking points because I couldn't get out of my head about my own personal weight gain. So <laughs> I thank Charlene for most of this. So go ahead, Charlene. Well, of course, you can always take the clothes that don't fit and give them away. You can give them to friends. You can give them to charity. If you have good quality clothes that you're giving away, perhaps a resale shop, you have to figure out 
what will work for you and what will make you happy. Some folks just need to have the things that don't fit out of their life and out of sight and out of mind. And for those folks, giving them away is the best option because you don't want something hanging around that's going to be bringing you down. If you have hand-knit items, and that's specifically what Gail and I are thinking about, something that perhaps you've worked on, that's harder because perhaps you really like the yarn, perhaps you really do still like the garment. So we have to be a little bit more creative with those things. If you want to give them away, can you bring them to hopefully in the future a knitting event to give them away? Is there perhaps a yarn store or a knitting group where folks might be appreciative? In a perfect world, is there a knitting group? Maybe they do sweater swaps, that kind of thing, or trade sweaters for yarn, or even one of the fun things, Gail and I had mentioned this, what about an anonymous sweater giveaway where you're at an event and you leave a sweater somewhere with a tag that says, lovely sweater needs a new home. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of thing. If you still love the yarn and the yarn is in good shape, can you reuse the yarn? Can you unravel your project and knit it again or knit something else with the beautiful yarn? If you've purchased an expensive quality yarn, chances are that that yarn will still be in good shape reusing yarn and unraveling sweaters is time consuming. So you'd probably only choose to do it with the yarns that you really love. But if you do really love them, then it's definitely worth a try. I love unraveling sweaters and reusing yarn. (laughs) I know you do. You love it. I'm not a huge fan, but it's worth it if it's a sweater that you really love the yarn. Yes, It's so worth the time. Exactly. I've done it. When I blew up the yarn. Exactly. (laughs) I was also thinking that I might attempt a free-to-good-home type of thread in our Ravelry group because Mm -hmm. I have some sweaters sitting here that, like Laika, I'm never going to fit into that sweater again. Mm -hmm. It's never going to look the way I want it to look. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd have Mm -hmm. to lose more weight than I ever planned to lose. So Mm -hmm. I think that sweater would be such a... a nice sweater for someone to have in their closet or in their wardrobe. Well, definitely, especially, yes, that sweater I know since I made it. That's a lot of workmanship hours. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I don't, one, I don't think it would be a good candidate for unraveling because I think you'd have too many small bits of yarn. I agree. So it's not a good candidate for that, even though I love the yarn. It's Madeline Tosh. I think it's Venetian, and yeah. I love it. But, you know, it's that, well, all the work that went into that. All the work no that went into I'm that. I don't it. think it's worth it. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's not an unraveling sweater. That's a give or gift to someone who will appreciate it sweater. Yeah. And I think, I don't want to say that... It's not going to be flattering on most people. I think it's kind of a style that most people, I don't know how to say this without, I don't want it to sound insulting because it's not meant to be insulting. I think it's more of a youthful sweater almost. That is exactly the phrase that I had in my head. I was thinking that and I didn't know what you were going to say, so I didn't want to interrupt you, but I had that exact phrase in my head. I totally agree. It's got a hoodie vibe to it. And though yeah. we still wear hoodies, I I do see that as a more a youthful sweater. Yes. Yeah. So my thinking is if someone in our group, I don't think many people would necessarily want to knit it for themselves now, but they may want to gift it to their younger daughter, mm-hmm. sister, niece, something like that. So in this case, I think that that's where that's the kind of future I see for this sweater. Yeah. So 
you know. Yeah. So maybe I'll start a group. I still haven't 100% <laughs> decided because, you know, it's hard when it's something really hard. something that beautiful. It's a beautiful sweater. Yeah. It's all over lace. It has a hood built. It's just a stunning sweater. And it was not an easy knit because the lace repeat didn't, wasn't written in a way that made it easy to do the increases for the raglan shaping. I remember stumbling over that quite a bit personally. So it was a work of love. You know, look through some of our past threads. I think, I think this thread has already been started by someone. I think you might be right. Or at least a, we at least had a for sale kind of thread. We had, but I'll look. Yeah, we had a thread that I think was for all for sweaters. So yeah, take a look. I'll check. I'll check. We might just need some... to revive it. Yep. And you had some really good ideas for other things you could do with knit garments besides just unravel or give them away. Well, so if you don't want to give them away and don't want to unravel them, if you want to be creative, there are some things that you can do. Can the garment be remade in some way, for example? So can the fabric be reused in some way for something else, perhaps for something smaller, a household accessory like pillows, table runners, window dressing, or some other household item, coffee cup cozies, pot holders, little trivets, coasters, yeah, that kind of thing. If it's something you can felt, especially. Yeah. You can even make a bag. Yeah, exactly. Can the fabric be seamed? For example, can you sew, sew the edges of the fabric to make blanket squares or wristers? Can the fabric be used for visible mending? And I have seen interesting crafted scarves and accessories made out of cut-up sweaters. I've been at craft fairs where I've seen people purposefully cut up store-bought sweaters and make new items out of them, like especially if you can felt the fabric, like Gail mentioned, if you have non-superwash wool and can felt it, you can change the texture of the fabric and use it for bags or accessories or pet beds, anything that really that you can sew or make out of fabric scraps. And then you had also great ideas for how you can turn a sweater into a different kind of sweater, perhaps, which is what we both did with our 5200K sweaters. Yes. So those sweaters were knit from the top down. So perhaps you could think about ways to remake or re-knit sweaters. The sweater that Gail mentioned, we were both lucky in that they fit they still fit the shoulders. The shoulders still fit us. So when I re-knit mine, I unraveled it up to, I guess, the yoke and then reshaped the body into the new shape that I wanted. If you have a pullover, can your pullover be made, for example, into a cardigan or an open front sweater? Can, can the, is the the area of difficulty on the sweater, perhaps can the sweater be reshaped with blocking if it's a, a wool or other fiber that can benefit from blocking. And then, like I just mentioned, top-down sweaters perhaps can be reshaped. And if you don't have enough yarn, there are things that can be done when you're knitting from the top down, you can color block, you can create a fade by bringing in two or one or two different yarns to create a fade as you knit down the garment. You can create a layered look like I did. Oh, on one of my sweaters, I have a pullover. I'm black granito. It's puntilla maybe. Oh, I think it is puntilla. Yeah. I create a layered look at the bottom of the sweater by making what looks like a second layer of fabric. Somebody commented that, oh, it looks like you're wearing two sweaters. But no, I'm not wearing two sweaters. I just have created a layer. So it looks like I have a second sweater under there. 
but you can create a layer with a completely different yarn that way. So if you're, for example, and you can do this anytime you run short on yarn for a sweater that you're knitting from the top down, you can take take a, cre a totally different yarn and create a layer, like, like how if you wear a t-shirt under sweaters and your t-shirt pokes out, that kind of thing, you create a totally different layered look to create length on your garment. And of course you can stripe it like I did with Yeah, striping too. Hoodie. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. If your sweaters have been seamed, you could undo seams and create side gussets. I've seen that done. It's more difficult and you really have to love the garment to want to put in that effort, I think, because that is a lot of work. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like it would be. It, it is, but I have seen it done. I think the sweaters that I've seen it done were, I think, I can't remember. It was some kind of color work or intarsia sweater. And the person oh. that did it, there was a lot of sentimental value for the sweater. And so they really wanted to put in the work to make it wearable again. And actually, it came out really good. I can't remember where on the internet I saw it, but <laughs> it was a very cool idea. Oh, and this, that just reminded me in Tarja, there was, oh, I'm going to have to research the name of this. Our friend Susan told us about it. It was from a Fruity Knitting episode of a company, I think in Scotland or Ireland, that takes sweaters mostly color work and makes teddy bears out of them oh wow and they're beautiful you can send them your sweater and they'll make a teddy bear out of it it's not inexpensive but it's really cool so that's another strange related idea oh wow you should find the link for the show notes for that i will i will find it that's really cool for something that you perhaps have a sentimental attachment exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. Something your grandmother knit yeah. or something that yeah. has holes in it now, but you right. can still use it for something amazing like that. Right. But I think the most important thing is just to remember to be kind to ourselves. And this pandemic is not something that anyone ever planned for. And if we gained a little weight, we gained a little weight, we move on, try to figure out the best way to move on in the future. Just be kind to ourselves. I want to thank Charlene because she very eloquently turned a subject that was difficult for me to figure out how to discuss and related it to knitting. <laughs> which I couldn't get past the body part of it to get back to knitting. So I want to thank Charlene for that and how well she did it. And just, we have to remember just to be kind to ourselves. And this is something that I learned in therapy. What would you say to your best friend? If you were speaking about your problems and it was your best friend speaking to you instead, what would you say to them? And say that to yourself because you know it would be something positive and helpful and non-critical. So just remember, treat yourself like your own best friend because you should be. Oh, that brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? We need to treat ourselves like our own best friends. And on the subject of self-care and things related to that, there have been a few things I've splurged on lately that weren't necessarily expensive, but they were recommended by friends and such that have brought me some joy lately when my clothes weren't fitting. So I wanted to share these things with everybody because hopefully if you're in the mood, you might try them too. The first one is Baja Zen Body Scrub, which I love. If you, I will put a link to it in the show notes, but it's basically just a body scrub you use in the bath or the shower. It smells really good and I just love it. I almost never end a shower without it now. <laughs> The other one is thanks to Robbie and Charlene, Diva Curl brand hair products. If you have either wavy or curly hair, check out the Diva Curl products. I just started using them and love them. My hair loves them. Also, microfiber towels. Charlene turned me on to these years and years ago at a <laughs> Stitches event 
for those of us with hair that frizzes, it's a different type of fabric that you can use to dry your hair instead of a terry cloth towel. And it really helps minimize the stink and frizz. So microfiber towels, I love mine. And I don't think we've ever talked about them on the podcast. I don't think so. And don't you also repurpose t-shirts for that? I do. See, I do. I never would have thought of that. T-shirts also don't create frizz on curly hair. So very, very yeah. useful. <laughs> And the other one is for anybody with dry skin. I discovered this when I was in Spokane with my daughter and her family. Eucerin eczema therapy cream. This stuff is awesome. It's not very expensive. They have the baby version because Olivia has dry skin. So I was trying it for my super, super dry hands. And they have an adult version, which is much less expensive and is basically the same thing. So for anyone who struggles with dry skin, Eucerin Eczema Therapy. It's awesome. So those are just some nice little things I've been using lately that I really loved and wanted to share with everybody. Thank you, Gail. So thank you all so much for listening. And as always, please comment in the Ravelry thread. And hopefully this was a good topic that everyone you know, appreciated talking about a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Let's continue the conversation. Let's figure out ways to encourage and help each other out. And you can chat on Ravelry. We have a post for the episode on Facebook. You can comment there. And we'd love to hear from you. Happy knitting, everyone. Happy knitting. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniak's Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at Yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.